0: All right, Rich Hill, one of the finest guests you'll ever have on any radio program, any podcast, anything. Uh, Now he's on the live BP show, and, and he's doing it for the first time as a member of the Boston Red Sox. Congratulations on being on the yeah. podcast as a member of the Boston Red Sox race. Well,
1: thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, really excited to come back home uh, this season and, and be home and be here in front of, you know, these fans playing at the great Fenway park. Uh, it's obviously, you know, has been uh, kept up over the years and it's still one of my favorite places to come to. And now to be able to, play here for 81 home games or, you know, be part, and hopefully postseason into a World Series is something that uh, we're looking forward to.
0: It always felt like – so you go, obviously, you know, and we can talk about this. You have the four starts at the end of the year with the Red Sox. You get to deal with Oakland. You You have a good year there. You get to deal with the Dodgers. But after that, it always felt like it was just a matter of time before you landed with the Red Sox. Uh, It kind of, at least maybe that's how I felt. I don't Mm -hmm. know about you, but you live locally, you work out locally. Um, Obviously there's still people in the organization who you're, you're tight with Uh, Mm -hmm. how many different times did you feel like you were actually going to come back before this?
1: Well, I, I definitely think Rob, after uh, you know, that, that 15, uh, the end of 2015, that was a time, you know, where something was, was going to get worked out. And, you know, unfortunately it just didn't, didn't, uh, come to fruition. And, um, you know, I think things, I'm a big believer of things happening for a reason. And, and, uh, you know, this time around is, is obviously going to be extremely exciting with a lot of guys that I know on the team and and what I've heard from the clubhouse and how it's such a, such a great, uh, you know, the camaraderie is, is unbelievable. And, and we had great camaraderie in, in LA, um, you know, with the guys in the clubhouse and, and the other places that I've been in Minnesota and um, Tampa and and with the Mets uh, as as of recently. But, you know, I, I think, you know, with the with with after 2015, thinking that that was definitely something that was going to uh, kind of come together with Boston, unfortunately, it didn't. And then after 19, um, you know, I was and then after uh 20 and then <laughs> and then after obviously this year know, yeah, every year it was always uh something that i always wanted to come back here and, and play it, it just it's it's not i think if you look at it and this is uh if you take it from an unbiased Position And being fortunate enough to be able to go throughout the entire league and play with every, you know, a lot of organizations, but play in every uh, market, major markets, smaller markets, medium markets, and understanding that when you go to, uh, you know, some of these cities and you see the enthusiasm and the passion for the game from the fan base. And also, you know, there's something when you walk into certain stadiums that it carries a different kind of gravity. And, you know, Fenway for sure has always had that. And, um, and, you know, if I could compare it to somewhere else, it's, and and you can't really compare it to anywhere else anymore, but old Yankee stadium, um, you know, walking in there and, 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 you know, Dodger stadium, I think those are the, you know, those two right now, Dodger stadium and Fenway park are the two places that hold that kind of gravity when you walk into it. Um, and, uh, you know, for the most part, I think it's something that, uh, again, with that unbiased opinion, this is a place that a lot of guys want to come and play. So it's not, you know, you only have thirty. If you're if you're fortunate, you know, you'll you'll get maybe five opportunities to have different places to go. If you're really fortunate, um, and if you're lucky, you know, you you might get two. So to be able to have the opportunity to come back here is, is, is unbelievable. And I think we're, we're really excited. Um, I know, you know, my family is excited. Uh, our son is uh, extremely excited to be able to, you know, have me home for, for at least 81 days out of the year. So that'll be, that'll be great.
0: I want to go back to like, you know, I, we've talked about this before that four start run with the Red Sox, where you sort of revitalize things and, um and it was so dominant. It was so dominant. And it was so it's real weird to think that it was only four starts, right? I mean, it was it was crazy. Yeah. Great run. And as we've talked about before, I'll never one of the interviews I'll never forget. At, at Yankee Stadium, your last start, you yeah. shut down the Yankees, you go the, the fiery Rich Hill is, you know, like like there's I can get anybody out anytime, anywhere, and everything else. Like I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what you said. And I was not yeah. said it. Um, but then you go, so you have the next year, and like you said, you kind of expected the Red Sox to say, okay, you know, this run, this this run, this again, like this, do it, and it didn't happen. What, looking back at it now, like why? Like do you think <laughs> that there just wasn't a, of the buy-in that that there wasn't? You hadn't quite convinced them, even though obviously you went on to prove yourself right. Why? Why didn't that happen? Yeah. um, You know, when I really
1: think back to that offseason, yes, there was there was an offer made from Boston. it wasn't and it's not that that couldn't have happened. It was just that at that point in our career where we were as a family, it was just like, okay, well, we have to take the best absolute offer. And it was it was a crazy offseason because there were, you know, a few times that you know, turning down contracts that I was like, this is, I'm, I, I must be crazy for doing this because this is something that I don't think is, and then, it, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to get to the answer of the question, but, you know, I really did, it, it continued to, to feed off of betting on myself because we actually took a lesser contract to go to Oakland than to go to LA uh, because of guaranteed starts in Oakland. And, um, I wanted the guaranteed starts to prove myself, to continue to prove myself. But, um, you know, I think looking back at 15 and then also seeing what, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how much weight I know. I don't put a ton of weight into what guys do in the minor leagues because it's a completely different stage when you get to the big leagues. Um, and what happened in that 2015 season in AAA, uh, was actually, you know, some of the best. Uh, baseball that I pitched um, in the lat you know leading up to that season in five years prior you know prior to that so um, you know with a lot of things coming together and the way the ball was coming out of my hand and you know in triple a and then carrying it over into you know that September um, you know I it, in, in, in all honesty I, I did think something was gonna gonna happen because it wasn't you know the teams that you're pitching against where it's the toughest division in baseball mm-hmm. you know you can argue other places are tough and yes they are at times but I don't believe as consistently as the AL East is year in and year out there isn't a tougher division and it, it is it, it's a very difficult uh, argument to to go against um, and and that's September pitching against you know the the entire at least um and having success thought that that was going to come to you know reality of coming back here to boston anyway uh i think you know things work out for a reason and and uh you know like i said before back here um uh, you know for this upcoming season and, and extremely excited for it um you know especially to play with with guys like kike and alex verdugo again uh, christian vasquez um you know some of the guys that were that were here in in 2015. Some of the guys that I played with in other uh, locations, and uh, you know the camaraderie I've heard is is incredible. So, and I think with Alex at the helm, you know we've we've seen what he can do as a uh, conductor and and a leader is is uh, pretty impressive. So, could you,
0: could you, you know, tell you that the type of manager? the type of run that he was on across the diamond when you were with the Dodgers and playing the world series, like watching, you know, like he did some things like, you know, I remember Machado got up and he switched Jackie and JD, you know, did some unorthodox things, you know, picking the right guys, you know, while you're, you're in the middle of it, looking across, could you see, oh, this guy is really, really on a roll as a manager.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of it too, Rob is partly due to, the experience that he had as a player, and then being in the game, and see, you know, one of the things I think we've talked about it before, but uh, you know, Greg Maddox would just say, just watch the game, you know. To me, as in 2005, as a rookie, you know, and I, I didn't really, I guess, understand it at the point. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching the game, but I wasn't watching the game. <laughs> you know, when you see the little idiosyncrasies that are happening, and why, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, to throw back to. Field of Dreams and watch. Okay, now watch how the left fielder move. You know, and you see uh, Ray or uh, I'm sorry, Joe Jackson there played by. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and he's given like you know, okay, watch why he takes three steps this way, and then you start watching the game like at that level and that depth, and you know, even before the pitch is made or why the, you know, certain certain pitchers are walking around the mound and the way they're doing this or whatever whatever game that everybody's watching. A different game, which is that's. I mean, if you want to say what's fun about baseball, you can go to a game, see something new for the first time, and not see it again, or see it for the. You know, it's just and 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 watch the game differently every time you come to the ballpark. The more you want to get engaged into the layers of what is behind uh, baseball, and 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 Alex certainly has that. He understands, you know, the uh, feel of what is going on just like the weather, you know, and, and the, the game is, is the weather and he can, he can understand how to, uh, you know, decipher it on a daily basis. You
0: know, know, and
1: I, and that, I I can see that across the diamond, but I'm also excited to see it firsthand because, you know, that's something that the inner workings is something that you don't really get to see unless you're there.
0: So, you know, we, we, you know, when we talk about, the way that managers are doing things now, and this is in all honesty, you know, when, especially when it comes to how starting pitches are limited and everything else, you know, we, the two examples for better or for worse, you know, Rich yeah. Hill in the world series and Blake Snell in the world series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, but you know, and we've talked about that, but I want to get your perspective on, do you think that from that time, where that clearly was a mistake by Dave Roberts. Good guy, good manager, everything else. Clearly a mistake. I'll, I can say it. You don't say anything. But do you think that managers have a better grasp on that concept than maybe even a few years ago? In other words, so, like, mm-hmm. Cora did it a lot this year, right? I mean, a lot of this yeah. stuff, like the, the Blake Snell stuff, like the Red Sox were doing a lot of that. But yeah. it seems like, like, to me, tell me if I'm wrong. A couple of years ago, they sort of had an idea of it, but maybe not the perfect execution of it. And this right. year, maybe they have a better idea how to execute. It.
1: Oh, absolutely! I think the you know we see that in in what the Atlanta Braves did this season and how they were able to you know run with with the guys that they had. I mean, you, you look back at Houston. I mean, look whatever we want, whatever we can say they they win the World Series in seventeen, but look at Brad Peacock. Right, Peacock comes in pitches tremendously in every game and you know you're not sitting there and saying like he's our guy during the season you know um he's going to be our i mean and it would just be like i i for myself like be like oh you know here we go into whatever postseason and into the world series and and you know rich hill ended up pitching you know out of the bullpen he made a start like that I wouldn't that for me personally it wouldn't be the guy I'd be like hey yeah that's what we thought we were going to lean on you pick the Scherzer you pick the Kershaw you pick uh you know uh you know the the big name guy the Verlander that's going to come out and and you know the Randy Johnson back in the day um but again the ability for the managers to see who has the hot hand and going with that hot hand was was Kind of, uh, you know, uh, the the visual look of what it would have been in the mid-2000s and prior to that. And what I saw certainly coming into the game as a rookie was, you know, the manager would go with the guy that was was throwing the ball the best. And, and you know, whether that was the regular season, which we don't see because now it's totally matchups, I mean, as much, um, or it was the, certainly in the postseason. And we're starting to see that in the postseason now. Um, uh, uh um uh Nate a couple of years ago in, in the World Series pitching what eight nine innings out of right. the bullpen. I mean that that's incredible. Uh and you 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 see that and you're like hey you just got to go get three more outs go get three more outs it's not rocket science as they say but uh when you get into those heightened um you know environments when when they you know the lights are the brightest again it's uh, different you want, man
0: it's it's different yeah. It's different. And And, and, and I rich, you know, like I just and this is the problem I have with it is that you you know, you have to when when it comes to the postseason, you I mean, you would know better than I, but it's a different stage, a different pressure, a different mentality. And if you're basically saying if you identify someone who can handle all of that, handle all that, then you prioritize that maybe more than you would even in the regular season. I, mean, oh, I would
1: think so. And you can, yeah. and you can see that in, in guys during certain situations uh, in the season, um, you know, you're going to have not to the equivalent of the, uh, the outcome and, and how, how important the outcome is. I mean, every game in my opinion uh, is extremely important, whether it's, you know, April or September, because, you know, the games that you win in April are just as important as the ones in September down the stretch. Um, but then, you know, you have guys in certain situations where they're going to uh, perform with, you know, bases loaded and no outs. And, you know, you're playing a uh, Yankees Red Sox in Yankee Stadium or in Fenway, wherever. Um, but you see that guy come out of the bullpen and get three outs and that sticks with you. And you say, OK, and then, you know, and and as a player, you kind of earn bigger roles as as the season goes on but you know what you, you earn poop.
0: rich you earn to get to face batters the third time through the order like this ah, is, right
1: that's yeah that's i mean this is, like a, this
0: is holy <laughs> grail for starters i mean oh my goodness he's facing yeah. someone a third time through the order i can't believe it so.
1: yeah yeah no but the the other thing is too is just to get the uh you know the the guys identify the guys that can then can handle it. Some guys step up in the postseason. You don't know who it's going to be. You don't know where it's going to come from. You got Rosario making that unbelievable catch in Game Three this this postseason to save the series, in my opinion, because you know the Braves had two back to back bullpen games where if they didn't win the first one, they weren't going to win the second one. They didn't win the second one. They won the first one that won them the World Series. Um, and I think that. You know, you have guys that are going to step up. They're going to, and, and your tank is. You know, you can't say it's on empty because you're in the in the postseason and you're in the World Series. If that doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. But um, you know, certain guys step up in situations and get the base hit. Uh, able to David Freeze, for example. You know, I mean, you know, he steps up there and hits that home run and and changes the course of of uh, you know that postseason for St. Louis. But some guys just. Perform when the lights are lights are uh, yeah lights are
0: well, right <laughs> and you know listen it's I don't know if Coop's ever been in the zone I don't know if I've ever been in the zone but as an athlete you know this is one of the things Coop have you ever been in the zone about anything
2: I don't think at anything the level Rich Hill has been in the zone at well that's uh... so,
0: this is what I wanted to ask him right <laughs> so my guess is that listen you've had a lot of great games Rich but go back to that game against the Red Sox. Like, I was there. Like, I yeah. looked at a guy who it seemed like he was in that zone. Like, when yeah. you identified that game, would you say that give, top three of top three games where you're like, you were just like clear mechanism? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Especially given, uh, you know, I'd say uh, the 18 uh, World Series uh, game and in, in 17 in the World Series against Houston at home. Um, you know, the, there was a Pirates – there was a game we were playing against the Pirates um, uh, in uh, – I can't remember, i drawing a blank on the air, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, 17, but there oh, was and a –
0: And how about the complete game at Fenway Park where Joe Castiglione almost, like, jumped out? Yeah, the roof. no, that was – yeah, that one. And uh,
1: and then a uh, perfect game I had going in, in Miami. Um, but, again, all all these, you know, it's just – Sometimes you can feel it before the game starts, and then sometimes you get into it and you're like, okay, you know, this is the day where the, the ball is coming out a little bit different. Or well, did you, know, you feel
0: it, it? Did you feel it heading into that that game, that World Series game in 18? I know that yeah. we talked about that you went to bed, you didn't even know if you were going to start. So, yeah, but uh, that's yeah, yeah, they, yeah. There were, yeah. we had some,
1: uh, that was a very interesting, uh, <laughs> uh, interaction of events that happened on the way to the ballpark, I'll just leave it at that. Maybe that would be a good, uh, you know, um, paragraph for, yeah, uh, yeah. for something bigger, but, um, you know, getting there and, and I, I, it just, I don't know. I, yeah, I felt different that day. I felt very good warming up the ball balls coming out of my hand, uh, you know, the way that I wanted to right out of the gate and, you, know, you go out there and you try to execute pitches and have the ball come out of your hand as consist as many times as you can, and that's that's an old Harvey Dorfman, you know, saying where Oh, it's, Harvey you know, Dorfman, many- I, I yeah, yeah. Mean, how many you, times? Yeah.
0: You know what? You'll get a chance to do now that you are the Red Sox. The yeah. first thing you do is you run up to Chris Sale and say, "What were you talking about running up and down the dugout saying he's got two pitches? <laughs> he's got two pitches. Yeah."
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, now he can, he can teach me how to throw a change up because then I can get three. I need, I need a changeup. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's funny. So, yeah, but he, uh, you know, having the ball come out of your hand as many times as possible. And, and that's going to be, that's the marker of success on the day. It's not about the outcome. It's about how many times can the ball come out of your hand and, you know, continued that with, uh, you know, Bob Tewksbury and, and, you know, his, his, uh, ability to you know, coach coach pitchers and, and, you know, get the most out of guys. Uh, so, you know, that that to me is 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 the mark. And when you're doing that, warming up, and then you, it will carry over into the game. And when the game is over, you know, again, more often than not, you're going to be successful when you're doing that.
0: So let me ask you this, you know, and I love talking pitching with you. I, I love talking about a lot of things with you. But, like, the fact is that, you know, you've gone through so much, The way that you think about the game, like you just mentioned, Harvey Dorfman, Bob Tewksbury, all of it. And then you have, Mm -hmm. you know, the different things that you you clearly learn along the way. And in the last couple of years, you've been with some really interesting organizations, right? Mm -hmm. The Twins, the the Rays, the Mets, the Dodgers. The one I want to ask you about is being with the Rays last year, because people around here, they want to figure this out right mm-hmm. like they, they they now they think that you they have the super double agent secret spy in rich hill who's going to tell us like hey how are they doing things over there what 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 is was it about what they do there that may be a, a little bit different and also like how you bought into it
1: yeah i mean uh definitely i think it's a little bit easier to buy into it uh you know at, at this point in my career than Maybe a few years ago, uh, and, and still, it's 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 uh, the buy-in comes from you know the the team concept. So when you make it about the team, the buy-in is 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 there. Um, and I think that's something that that they that they do really well there in Tampa. They make it about the team. Uh, you know, Kevin. Cash, who's 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 leading the ship there, does a great job. Um, you know Kyle Snyder, who's the pitching coach, is an incredible communicator with with the uh, the guys who are on the staff and and understanding everybody's role. Um, but with all that said, they do a really good job of putting guys in position to succeed. Um, and I think a little bit behind that is what everybody is really intrigued by is like, okay, well, that sounds, you know, pretty simple is, is how do they, you know, you you can put guys in position to succeed. I can see how that's going to work, but it's the numbers that are going to go behind it. that are going to then just uh, booster the decision that is going to be made during the game. Now this comes into um, a little bit of a uh, the feel, I think, of, of where we're going towards in the game and trying to find a happy medium. When you see, you know, in my opinion, as a starting pitcher, I'm go- you know, and this is, I've had conversations with, with, uh, you know, the guys in, in Tampa, coaches, front office, and what they want from a player is, yes, buy-in, but also they want a competitor out there. So they they would rather have a guy who is not happy about being taken out of a game, you know, in, in senses, then they would have a guy that, you know, when they see, you know, they can't wait for the manager to get out there and and take the ball. So, you know, in in that where you find the 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 player who has the makeup that that wants the ball every fifth day and doesn't want to come out of the game, but again has the understanding and uh, somewhat of the the wherewithal, which I, I am guilty that I I do not always have that uh, of coming out of a game when the time is is you know obviously not up to us as a player. Um, but that really that that the secret you know from what I saw is is that and getting guys that getting guys that have really they're good at what they do and then when you're really good at what you do. You don't try to go, okay, well, uh, you're a fastball curveball pitcher. Well, I mean, four seam fastball uh, curveball pitcher. We're going to turn you into a sinker slider pitcher. You know, as you know, you, and some guys that came over, I mean, I've been through that in my career where I've been in an organization going into spring training where they said, hey, we want you to start throwing a sinker and a slider. And I, you know, wh- whatever. But what they would do is identify like, wow, you have really good characteristics with all the, you know, development now and and being able to measure everything and, and understand, but you know, I, just because it can be measured, doesn't mean it has to all the time. I think that's something that, you know, from my perspective and I've heard over the years is, is I'm starting to really believe that because, it's the individual and every individual is different. And it's, it's being able to, when you're coaching the individual, that's the art form of, of the coaching. It's not, it's not just, you know, we, uh, I'm assuming, and, and I, I would assume that i in a higher percentage of this is that coaches don't get into coaching to have a computer tell them what to do. Uh, they get into it because they want to help players get better and, and they enjoy the art form of it because it's really about the human interaction and the ability to be able to communicate um, on an individual level and then use the input from the computer to kind of help along with those decisions. Um, but, you know, when they, back to my point it was when Tampa gets guys, they can really identify what they do well and then, you know, enha- enhance it, just make it, make it, you know, make them believe that they are, uh, you know, the best out there when they're going out there to perform. Yeah, there and, we go. Uh, we, yeah,
0: we got the, we got the, the.
2: the oh, you got the
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. A long, yeah. a long-winded answer. No, it's not. It
2: wasn't long-winded. <laughs> are you kidding me? I <laughs> fell into that. Yeah. That was, totally I, like, just, you, I just got sucked in there, and I felt like I was back in college, like having like a really like nice lecture. That was great.
0: It was. Uh, it was excellent. <laughs> excellent. So. So uh, we're going to finish up with the time-honored tradition of this podcast, which is Coop's favorite memory of somebody and Uh you doing the old 30 for 30, Rich, which is, you know, take them behind the scenes of that moment. uh, If if best you can. (laughs) All Uh, right. So Coop, you got a good one?
2: I've got a good one and I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to do a good one for Red Sox fans, which probably would have been at some point during the, 2018 world series wouldn't be wouldn't have been as great for you so i'm gonna kick it back to 2015
1: okay uh
2: you had a 10 strikeout game nine innings pitched i believe yeah and do you remember how that game ended
1: with mookie's catch out in right field
2: uh, yeah so like what's that like as a player like you're pitching this like incredible game is this uh is that way
1: is this uh how is it? what's the version of this podcast? Is this, uh, oh, is there not, a...
0: no? You can get spicy as you want. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I w-
1: from my recall, uh, you know, I believe wasn't, it was it Chris Davis who hit the ball. Uh, not 100% sure who hit it now that I'm drawing a blank. I want to say it was Chris Davis, or I had just struck out Chris Davis and then, um, Oh, God, why am I drawing a blank who hit it? Um, anyway, do you, do you know who it was? I don't know. Say,
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd i like watched a little bit beforehand. That's the one thing I didn't note down. Yeah.
1: Well, he hit the ball, and I thought, oh, shit, this is – I go, that's it. I go, the game's over – or not the game's over. I'm coming out and that, you know, whatever. It was, you know, good – you know, ball came out the way I wanted to, exactly like I was saying before, but – I think that was the one thing. And then I was like, oh, my God, he's going to catch it. And then I was like, oh, shit, he caught it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wow, what a catch. That was unbelievable. Uh And I, you know, kind of brought me back to uh, a point in 2005, I believe it was, Barry Bonds was going for 715 to tie Babe Ruth. And he was on 714 and we were playing in, san francisco and uh was it was cool because they you know i mean now when i look back on it they're switching out the balls and everything and using special balls and um you know probably the baseballs that were that were used from the uh you know 16 to 19 era uh no pun intended um and you know i think that It brought me back to kind of like the the moment when Juan Pierre went back and and robbed the home run off of Barry Bonds. It would have been seven fifteen. Now, I mean, you you are gonna give him up, I guess, but that would have been a you know if you are gonna give him up, that would have been a a good one to give up, I guess. But uh, (laughs) but when when Mookie came back, uh, you know, with the ball, I just just unbelievable catch. It was a it was a great memory and and, uh, something that did you get the ball from him? uh i don't know i'm not 100 sure you know what i have i have the baseball all these baseballs and they all have uh authenticated stickers on them yeah and i, cu- I couldn't <laughs> i gotta go well i gotta go through and uh find out what each uh ball is so um, i just kind of have them in a in a uh like a cabinet and... i'm
2: sure people will take your word for it uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah. my See, I was going to
0: ask the question, what's the most emotional moment you've had on the field? But I, I think the better question with Rich Hill is, what's the most emotional moment Joe Castiglione has had with Rich Hill on the field? Because, <sighs> I don't know if you know this, Team Joe. Rich Hill is the pre- president of, T- of Team Joe. I mean, it's – I was up there. I did that bro- – I broadcast that game, Rich. Yeah. I mean, oh, my goodness. You Well – You added 10 years to Joe's life that night. <laughs>
1: Well, the the the, one of the uh, great memories was coming up uh, in Minnesota. That was in 2020 spring training, but got to hang with you guys in the booth. That was really cool.
0: So in in which also allowed me to take a picture, Coop, like I'll find this picture for you. So Rich was rehabbing. He comes up. We're doing a spring training game and he comes up with Joe, me and Joe. And (laughs) I took a picture while Rich is talking. And Joe's in the background, and it was the ultimate, like, you just caption it, if you can find someone who looks at you the way that Joe is looking at Rich Hill right now, he's just, he just like, with such admiration, and he's, like, he this, and listen, I,
2: like. But, I mean, like, that's the best part of Joe. Like, he is a fan.
0: Oh, well.
2: That's, you know, why, like, oh, that's why he's been you know, so, so successful listen, and like, so well-lived. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Joe's a good person, and he yeah. gravitates toward good people. So, you know, whether it's you, whether it's Jackie, whether it's going back Darnell, McDonald, Mike Michael, yeah. whoever it is. Yeah. You know, so
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, that was I always tell him I remind him of uh, or you know, driving home from the Cape and you turn on the or when we would drive home from the Cape because we were playing a like a well, tournament right away, down there, you know.
0: Look, can you see who, who do who's literally calling me right now? You probably can't. Let
1: me see. I? Uh, Joe. Oh. Joe. There you go.
0: <laughs> He's literally yeah. calling me
1: right now. That's well, hilarious. Wow. That's that's uh, yeah. but I would tell him, I would t- you know, driving home from like uh, we would play like in the uh, like the Bourne Little League tournament or something, oh, you know, or on. Sam Sam sandwich I always had. I'm
0: gonna oh, shoot, he hung up, keep <laughs> rocking.
1: <laughs> but the you know, and you, and you come home and you, you grab McDonald's or something, and uh, right there on the uh, oh,
2: on the the, old uh r- I live, the right, old- I live on the South Shore, so I know exactly where you're talking yeah. about. What are you yep. doing? <laughs> Hey, Joe, you're favorite. on
0: the podcast. Say hi. Say hi to your good friend.
1: <laughs> Joe, what's happening? It's Rich. Hey,
2: Rich, what's
1: going on? Oh, uh, Not too much. Well, not too much. How are you doing? It's
0: beautiful. Joe, yeah, oh, well, yeah. Joe we were just talking about the, his complete game in 2015, where, where I said, you know, that he added 10 years to your life because you made him so happy. So that was that was quite a moment. It is, you know, I got my two guys back this year, Rich and Jackie Bradley Jr. So there you go, team, team Joe, almost complete. All right, Joe, yeah. we're just finishing up this podcast. I'll call you a little bit. Say, say bye to Rich. See you, Joe. We'll see you down here soon, Rich, and you too, right? Yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah. Magic of technology. See? Yeah. Right. Hearing and, his uh, voice
2: just made my week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh, that. Yeah. Just hearing the, uh, you know you' you're eating a, a cheeseburger and some some uh, french fries with a shake and you got the Red sox game on and there's Joe delivering yep. the you know wow. delivering the uh, the play by play I you know I just I don't know it's just something that it's I love very
2: it. nostalgic well, yeah very much yeah, so yeah. The
0: great thing is spring training is you know how spring training works. you know if you're not pitching, you're golfing. So, but you, yeah you can also come up to the booth and you can, be, you can we can we can scratch that itch once again with some spring training broadcast with you oh yeah
1: yeah so, that'll be great
0: I, I love uh,
1: you know I enjoy it up there with uh, with you guys and and uh, just talking baseball
0: it's great it's great all right well we're gonna run but rich always a pleasure man and uh, you know obviously we're thrilled that you're back um, and it, it's uh you know I, I didn't even want to talk about lockout stuff who cares like just, yeah know,
1: well here. hopefully we can get this uh you know squared away soon i think for everybody not only i want everybody to do well in the game but the health of the game is also i think what's uh extremely important for you know when, when we look down the road 10 years 15 years what is it going to look like and you know hockey came into a situation not too long ago where they were in some trouble and they've made a great uh rebound and and basketball as well look what happened the players and the owners work together the league and the players work together and now basketball is thriving i mean
0: i I told you no lockout talk rich no i know but i mean you got got, me going i know we gotta run all right guys all right i'll talk to you
2: rich